grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Well, hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Thursday in California Haunts Radio. We've got a great guest tonight. I'm so excited. She's a photographer. I'm a photographer. We can talk a little shop here. But her photography is a little different than my photography. Her name is Lily Nova, and she's out taking pictures at night and stuff. And she's not only picking up beautiful planets, she's picking up other things. And we're going to be talking about that shortly. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. You can find us at California, <laughs> sorry about that, CaliforniaHaunts.org. Or if you're looking for the radio show, you can find us at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Too much California haunts, right? Anyway, um, I'm trying to get back. I don't think we're on Facebook tonight. There's some kind of error going on, and I don't know what the problem is. Go live. Okay. So, okay, we're just going live on Facebook. There was some kind of error. So for the people just coming on, I'm sorry. Uh, there was an issue with Facebook tonight. Who knows? It's the great gods of the Internet. Anyway, we're live now. So I'm again, my name is Charlotte. I'm the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state. And we're here out, you know, we're here to help you. If you have if you think you have a paranormal problem going on in your house, send me an email via the radio show or CaliforniaHaunts.org and we'll get out there and help you. You know, with the 45 people, we're all over the state and almost every county. And if we're not in your county, we'll get somebody out there to help you out. All right. And uh, if you're watching from YouTube tonight, terrific. Uh, be sure to subscribe. We're looking for subscribers on YouTube. And uh, you can do that by clicking on the little ghost with the uh, Sherlock Holmes hat on. And he's also got a magnifying glass. So click on that ghost and come on over and subscribe. YouTube show, Remember, YouTube shows us no love. You know, we have a good show, but it seems like the algorithm just kind of craps on us. So. Hopefully, you know, the more of you that subscribe and watch the show, the uh, better things will be. And I know people are catching up now because we weren't live and I didn't realize we weren't live for the first five minutes. I apologize. Anyway, tonight, again, uh, Lily Nova is going to be with us and I'm really excited. She sent me some photos. She sent me some video and we're going to get to see those tonight. And I'm also going to, after the show's over, after I upload this thing to, for the podcast, I'm also going to post everything she sent me onto the website. So you guys can go over there and check that out. But I'm really excited. So without further ado, let's bring my guest on and talk to her about what's been going on with her. Because, you know, I've always thought about this and, 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 and not turning it into a joke or anything. But, you know, when I'm up in the mountains and stuff and I'm looking up, you know, and I'm thinking about taking, you know, I've done star trail photos in the past. And I've always thought, you know, maybe I'm looking up too much and stuff. And, I, and the funny thing is, and I'm not... Don't take it the wrong way, Lily. The original Sims games that they had for computer, if you guys remember the Sims, because now they have like Sims Free Play and all that. It was funny because at one point they give you a telescope. And your Sim gets really into using this telescope. And the inevitable happens. All of a sudden this beam of light comes down. Sim gets sucked up, disappears for a couple days. And then when they come back, they're never the same because they got abducted by aliens. 
So, you know, when I think about when I'm out there, because I have a telescope too, you know, but when I think about when I'm out there, like doing what, doing what Lily does being out there at night, I, that's what I think about, you know, I'm just out there, I'm just waiting for that beam to come down and, and, and suck me up. But, you know, it's just funny. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to de- degrade what Lily's experience is at all, because I, that's not, that's not where I'm going with this show. But I, um, I just wanted to say that because every time I, every time I like, like, like hearing her being out there, you know, t- taking these photos and shooting this video, that's what I think of because it, it was just so funny because like, like I said, once they beam back down, they were never the same. Anyway, I want to shut up before I make more of an ass of myself. And uh, let's bring Lily on and talk to her and find out her background and stuff. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. I'm sorry I had to say that. It's just I've been thinking about that all day. <laughs> no, seriously. I loved The Sims, and that was like one of my favorite parts was looking <laughs> through the telescope yeah. and getting abducted. I always wondered, like, where did they go? They usually came back feeling really happy. <laughs> Yeah, and that was the funny thing. They never acted the same. But I knew it because I, I got, I, I was a late bloomer to get on The Sims. And so I, you know, you read all the forums online and I thought, well, where's my telescope? Dang it, I want to get abducted. And sure enough, boom, off I went. Yeah. So that's what I think. And then when I, when I read what happened to you, I thought, oh my God, it's almost like The Sims. <laughs> you were out there and you got so fascinated doing your photography. And then all of a sudden you're, you're seeing weird crap, you know, weird stuff in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I, the first time that I saw one, I thought a beam was about to come down on me. It went right, right above my head. And I literally, I just kind of froze for a second, expected a beam to come down. It didn't nothing. It was gone. But um, yeah, I thought I was going to get beamed up the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's some, I mean, you can look up, you see satellites and stuff, but I mean, you can pretty much, and I've seen stuff myself, you know, and, and, you can pretty much tell the difference. You know, what's not an airplane? What's not a satellite? Because it doesn't act the same way. Right. So let's right. hear your story. What, what's your background? You're a photographer. In fact, your studio <laughs> looks. I saw that photo of your studio. It looks similar to my studio <laughs> that I have. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, I took a, I took my mom's old bedroom and um, painted the floor, you know, black, and then and then did the walls gray and did the ceiling in a dark gray. And, you know, I, I, I did that way with the backdrops and, you know, I'm almost set up for that stuff with the table. Awesome. Commercial work and all that stuff, you know, and uh, with the box and all that. So it looks a lot similar to, to your studio. Yeah. Uh, so that was a classroom that I had. So before this, I was, well, I am a nutritionist and I was doing health and nutrition content Mm -hmm. and um, teaching cooking and nutrition classes. And then whenever COVID happened, I've always been artistic. I've always loved space. I've always loved photography and painting and and stuff like that. But after COVID happened um, and it's locked down. So um, I just went all in on astrophotography and fell in love with it. Yeah, I just fell in love with it. Um, And then the UFOs came and I had never been the the same ever since. (laughs) There you were flying along, enjoying, enjoying your hobby. And then they came. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been a really interesting, um, interesting past two years, year and a half, really. I feel like I've got the crash, the crash course in, in it all, really. And you've gotten good stuff. You know, mm-hmm. really good stuff. And, you know, this isn't, you know, guys, this isn't somebody who's out there 
with a cheap camera either. I mean, you <laughs> you got some decent equipment that you're going out with, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I've got a Nikon DSLR camera, D5300, and I also sometimes use an Aurora Psionics night vision camera. I've caught some stuff on there too. Well, that's the thing, because a lot of this stuff people catch on cell phones, you know, and it's not very clear, but the stuff here, I mean, yeah, wow. You made my eyes pop open. I wasn't able to get all the photos on here, but I'll tell you, I'm going to put them on my website tonight because that's just, it's just incredible the stuff you got. Thank um, you. You, you. You live in Missouri, right? Yep. And do you live in a rural area or, or is it more a city area or, or, or where do you live? I live in, I live near St. Louis, which is okay. pretty like heavily populated, um, but about 20 to 25 minutes away there's an astronomy park um and it's near kind of like a wildlife um reserve a, a park so it's a little more rural there's cornfields all around it um so you can you can kind of see the milky way out there um so that's only about 20 25 minutes away so well that's cool yeah because i was going to say it because i live in a um in a housing area just you know just outside of the city of sacramento and i know it was funny because we used to have a house up north and I was, like I said, I had, you know, I've had a couple telescopes over the years and I could find my way around really well because you don't have a lot of, you know, darkness. <laughs> I go mm -hmm. up to the hills and I'm like, where the hell am I? Yeah. Where you can't find nothing. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to find out because if you're doing astrophotography, obviously you want to be in an area where you can at least, you know, get the Milky Way and, and, and stuff to, you know, to get those photos. Yeah. I'd say if you go an hour out from the city, you're good. Most, most of the time, <laughs> sometimes, um, even if you go, if you, if you can also look for astronomy parks, if there's any in your area, those are usually pretty decent. And they, it's like, this one is a 24 hour park. So it's always open. Um, and I was kind of surprised whenever I came across it. And I think a, a lot of States have those too. Um, but if you don't have one of those, just kind of pulling up a map. There's something called a, a dark sky map where it shows you how dark the skies are and you That's can kind cool. of just, yeah. So you can kind of just pick, you know, a, a dark spot and go try it out. <laughs> See, I'm going to be taking notes on all this after the show. I'll say that right now. Like I said, if it's okay after the show, I want to pick your brain a little bit too, because yeah. I want to start getting into that type of photography. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a big telescope and I hate to say it, uh, I gave it to a friend to clean up and never got it back. And I had oh, no. So now I'm back to and now I'm back to a, to a four inch. So whatever, you know. But uh, I have a strong enough camera to deal with that with, with astrophotography anyway. So you yeah, got the D53. I, I got the D3400. So I really, mean, it's, a, it's a lower level one, but still, you know. Yeah, no, that's good. I actually bought um, a D3300 um, from a friend of mine. It mm -hmm. ended up I took it to Utah with me on an astro trip, and it knocked over and like broke so i was really bummed out about that but um i did a little bit of research on like the 3300 and in those other versions are still really good for astrophotography oh yeah i've taken mm -hmm. pictures of the moon that are really really nice you know like mm -hmm. during the eclipses and stuff so i'm mm -hmm. kind of I, I really want to lean to get into that mm -hmm. that part of it because I, I am a journalist I'm a, I'm a photojournalist is what i am Awesome. And so, awesome. you know, after my mother passed, I just intended to open a studio to either shoot portraits or like I do video, you know, in the other studio and everything. You know, this, mm -hmm. this is my sound booth. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about how all this, I mean, you started to go out to take photos. So was it a gradual thing that you started to get visitations or how did this work? Mm, 
So I'd say, um, well, I found out that you could take photos of the Milky Way and then I just went crazy about it. And I started going out there like every night. Um, and I'd say after a couple months, maybe a few months of doing that, like had like full force just in it, um, is when I had my first encounter and, and then after that, it, um, the first encounter that I had was actually on the front porch of my house. <laughs> I wasn't even out stargazing. I just stepped outside, um, in the middle of the night and look up to the sky and I see a hovering craft. Um, I bust out my phone after I realized that's not a plane. That's not a planet. That's like actually something hovering around the neighborhood. And so I, I grabbed my phone, started recording it. An orange light appeared at the end of my street, this orange glowing light, which is really odd. And so I looked over at it for a second. And whenever I looked back, a second craft had appeared and it was much closer. I was bending my neck, looking up at it. It was like a diamond shape. I could see the, um, the blue and red lights going across it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it went up, down, side to side really quickly. And then like it was showing me its moves like hey this is real and then it came straight to me and vanished above my head and um yeah it was a very close encounter i was shaking like i i realized afterwards my phone was still recording the video is not great because it's dark but you can see a spot where it is and you can see it move really fast so i came across that a couple weeks later and i was like okay I was not hallucinating. That really happened, you know, and um, and you can hear me shaking. It was a really paradigm shifting. Um, I think after that, they gave me a little bit of time to integrate that and come to terms with that. And um, and I'd say maybe like a month later, I had my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth uh, encounters within like a two week span. I was seeing them every day. <laughs> wow. I know I've got a friend that um, walks her dog every night and every early morning. And she says that, that she's got lights that follow her, you know, oh, when wow. she's walking the dog. But see, we've had, we both have had the one instance where we were on the freeway and lost and, and lost time. Oh, wow. You know, we ended up in another town like two, like an hour and a half later. So we still, no way. You know, and I remember even working when I was used to work out in a rural area and I, I drive from the city and stuff. You know, I, I would see stuff out my window all the time mm -hmm. and things like that. But see, what makes what I feel, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from the amateur photographers that, you know, that, that take these photos. But being a photographer like you are, it's more, it's, I hate to say it's more credible because you're going to think, hey, yeah, I need to get my camera. I'm going to focus. You know, I'm going to come out tomorrow night. I'm going to have the camera ready. I'm going to focus on, on these bad boys. You know, so so to me, it makes it a lot more credible when, when somebody like you see stuff like this because you know how to set you know to set up to, to take the photos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I honestly that was I immediately knew when they started showing up. Um, and I spent a full night surrounded by them. My second encounter ever. I was at the astronomy park by myself. I was in my car because I was kind of spooked out. There's nothing but cornfields around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw like a hovering light above the uh, above the tree line. And I was like, 
is that is that one of those and a little bit later just suddenly i'm, I'm sitting in my car it's like one or two o'clock in the morning it was like 1 50 a.m exactly i think and <clears throat> suddenly i look back up and i make contact with a hovering light and then I, that's when i realized like my intuition hit me like that there it is it's back and then i looked around there was another one in the other direction there's another one in that direction. There was another one in that direction. And there were lights in front of me that were not in front of me before, <laughs> like in the That's tree crazy. lines. Wow. It, it was, it was. Um, and I was, <clears throat> I think they worked it out perfectly though. Um, because I was too afraid to leave because I did, because I'm surrounded now and I didn't know if they knew that I was there, but now I, I know that they knew I was there. Um, they did it on purpose, <laughs> but so I just started recording them until, until the sun started coming up. And, um, and then I was like obsessed. I became like a UFO investigator. Um, and so really <clears throat> I get pretty lucky with these. Um, and it's also very intentional. I believe that they want me to show this footage to people is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. When you talk about they communicate with you, how, how do they do that? Well, at first, it was just kind of a bunch of guessing. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> uh, I remember going out on walks after that happened and, and thinking like, just feeling like they were trying to tell me something. And um, I just remember going out on walks and just talking to them like, I don't know if you can hear me, but, um, you know, is this what you want me to do? Do you want me to show people these, you know? And um and then they started kind of replying. <laughs> um, it took a it took a little bit of time, but um, they would show me kind of like there would be like signs and synchronicities, just things would happen. Um, actually, and this is kind of weird, and this is, get, is a little paranormal too. Um, I was sitting at my desk one day and wondering, okay, what do they want from me? Do they want me, are they trying to make contact, like, do they want me to make contact with them? And then this picture, this, this picture flew down at my feet and it was the picture of, uh, uh, David touching, you know, the David and touching, uh, mm -hmm. the God. Yeah. <laughs> and that I had, uh, that picture and it just flew right at me and I picked it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> so I don't know how they moved that, but. Something did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So stuff like that started happening. Um, they've also appeared as orbs around me too. And I sent you that picture of a, a light being a lot of this stuff. We just can't see with our eyes. Right. Um, yeah. But the camera can pick it up. <laughs> so well, my question is, have you had psychic <clears throat> abilities in the past or? Oh, okay. The psychic abilities. So um, I've always been very intuitive. Mm -hmm. and empathetic, you know, I can feel sensitive to energy. Um, but uh, I didn't start having visions. So since the UFO started coming, I actually started receiving visions, right. like telepathically from them. And that's how I get a lot of my information now is through, like they'll send me a picture of it. And it like comes with equipped with like a full description and like a feeling just automatically. Um, so before this, I was not having visions. Um, mm -hmm. And then after this, I am having visions. So and it boosting your intuition has been really 
just very, very important and very key in this because that, that's how it's like you, you can pick up on those more subtle energies. And we, we all have the ability to be right. telepathic and psychic. We all have psychic abilities. We just have to practice them. It's like a muscle. <laughs> I've always felt that with people, because like you say, you know, at some point after we're, we're young, we don't use those abilities that they kind of get hidden away. But I've, I've, you know, the people I've talked to that have been abducted or, or been involved, you know, been in contact. That's what I've been thinking is that once you, it's like anything else, like, like as a ghost hunter for me and my abilities, it didn't come out until I was ghost hunting mm, because I yeah. was around other psychics. Yeah. So when you get around the aliens and they're sending you thoughts, those intuitive, that intuitive stuff is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be in contact that way with them. I just yeah. find your, your case so interesting in that, you know, this is what was going on. And you're so brave. I mean, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I would have been like, oh, hell no. Yeah. There was a few times where I was like, but the, the curiosity just overrode any fear for me. <clears throat> yeah. And I realized it was like, well, there was one night where I went basically chasing them around. I was like, I know they're up there. <laughs> I had my camera with me. I was like, I was like, the clouds are doing something weird. Suddenly it turned like red. And I ended up having one that appeared right above me. I was like, I knew something weird was wow. in the spots of these clouds. So I was just recording like that area. And then just right above me, three lights appeared right above my head. It was super cloudy. So they just kind of dropped just enough to let me know that they were right above me. And in, I'm recording at the time. Unfortunately, I wasn't recording in that exact spot. That would have right. been freaking awesome. Is, yeah, that would have been awesome. But uh, you can hear me say, I come in peace. I come in peace. <laughs> I was kind of like spooked, but I was curious. Don't I was more hurt me. I come yeah. in peace, I swear. Yeah. And, I was, uh, and after that night, I knew that um, that they were cool. And uh, if they wanted to pick me up or hurt me, they would have done so by then. <laughs> what kind of messages do they send you? Like you said, sometimes you, you, you see a picture of what they want to send you. So what, what, what are they sending you exactly? Um, they've sent me, they've sent me all sorts of things. They've sent me things about, they've showed me Atlantis. They've showed me prehistoric times. They've showed me dinosaurs and flying saucers so that, They've shown me back different time periods. They've shown me like Mars and the moon <clears throat> in different ET races. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that kicked it up to a whole new level. Um, probably about like four or five months in, I had my first initiated contact with them where it, instead of me just being out and kind of wondering if they're going to pop up, like I went out with the intention, I'm going to initiate contact with them. And I had somebody with me too, which was awesome. Somebody else got to see it. Um, we go to the astronomy park, set the intention. Within five minutes of sending that out, a golden orb appeared. And it started, and it was super cloudy. It was even like sprinkling a little bit. Um, so this golden, I actually got pictures of it. It might be one of the ones that I, um, that I sent you. But that's when I got my first telepathic vision. Um, it sent me a, a, the woman who was manning it essentially. And she had light blue skin and no hair. And, um, she was very beautiful though. And she had like a, um, Star Trek looking kind of silver space outfit on. Uh Um, and then that just kicked it up to a whole new level, um, and really made it personal 
because I was able to contact them and finally got to see what they look like. So, wow. Um, so yeah. She wasn't one of the small grays then. She, she, she no. Was, she was a different one. Okay. No, I've actually, so I've seen, I've seen some of the small grays too. I've seen different types of grays. I've seen a gray, a tall slender gray with a dress on. Like I've seen them a few times like that where they have dresses on. It's kind of interesting. It's, you wouldn't expect it to wear, be wearing it a dress. Maybe but... because they're trying to make <laughs> you feel more relaxed. Maybe. <laughs> you know, that would be, that, that would be creepy. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, maybe they're women too. You know. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. It's just. It's just kind of. It's just. Uh, I'm just. I have that picture in my head now. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking at this. The, the I drew stuff. it. I drew it too because I was like, that was kind of strange. I'm going to draw that. Yeah, that's kind of out there. You know. Yeah. So do you think that 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 you've been taking and you don't realize it. Um. I think I have had contact whenever I was younger. Um. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I've ever been like taken like against my will. Um, but actually a, a story that just keeps popping that I want to dig into more and what I've been wanting to ask them about to like show me, you know, tune in psychically about it. Right. But whenever I was little, probably like four or five or six years old, my mom came downstairs and in the middle of the night and I was in the kitchen alone and I was on like my hands and knees on the ground and I pointed over at the wall and I said, they went right through there, mom, and was pointing at the wall. And she freaked. She was like, what did you just say? Like, she didn't know if it was something like paranormal or what, but it was really creepy. Mm -hmm. And thinking back on it now, I, I do believe that I have had visitations since I was young. More than likely. Yeah. This is very interesting, you know, and, uh, I still think you're very, you're very brave too. I mean, <laughs> I think I'd be the same way though. I'd, I'd be fascinated watching them, but when, as they got closer, then I'd start mm -hmm. getting a little freaked out because you know who knows what's going to happen when, when they're literally on top. Like, like like you stood there, you know, with the mm -hmm. phone right on top of you. Yeah, um, they haven't really appeared to me. Uh, I mean, I've caught photographs of that that light being the silhouette. Right. I didn't even see that with my eyes. I didn't, I could feel them, but I couldn't, I didn't know that was standing right in front of me. So a lot of the times whenever they appear, it's through uh, telepathic vision. They'll show me sure. through like while I'm meditating oh. um, or they'll appear as orbs or as like a, a silhouette on the camera. But um, I haven't had one, at least not that I remember yet, just walk right up to me, like physical skin to skin. So, um, I think, that, yeah, I think they're, um, they're careful. They don't want to like freak you out. You know, they're kind of giving you in like doses that you can handle. So, um, you haven't had any loss of time or anything like that. Have you? Mm -mm. Not yet. And th this, that type of thing has kind of like bothered me with, with, so now I, I share about this and I teach people, and, you know, just share my story and talking to other people and how so many others are having these experiences or feel like they feel drawn. They feel connected to the stars. They feel like there's something out there, but they don't know what exactly it is. Mm -hmm. um, and all of this is just beginning to awaken. And um, it's just it's really beautiful. But I know that people have had mixed reviews. People have had some negative stories, some positive stories. And that really bothered me at first because I have such a positive experience uh -huh. with them. 
and to hear about some of the other like nasty things. Um, so I think, I think there is, you know, there's different agendas out there. Um, I think a majority of the beings are positive beings and maybe sure. they are just checking on us or we have, we may have some sort of an agreement, you know, made with them. Sure. Um, and uh, so that's, and they kind of keep us in the dark about it because maybe we couldn't handle it yet. But and that's, you know, we're slowly starting to kind of awaken up to that as we evolve. Um, so, yeah, but I believe most of them are positive. But I do think there are some rotten eggs out there, too. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. <laughs> I've got Just like photos. people. <laughs> I got some photos you said. I didn't put them all up. Uh, first of all, <laughs> Corel was deciding it was going to bend everything out of shape. And I had to do a readjustment the last minute. So I got the photos up. And uh, you guys awesome. can check these photos out. And here's one here. The two black triangles. <laughs> that is, that's incredible. <laughs> it doesn't, it looks like there's a, like a slit in a portal opening up. Um, right. This, this photo happened. So I was shooting a time lapse. So I was taking consecutive photos mm -hmm. and um, they can appear and disappear so fast that they may only be in like one or one frame or two frames or three frames. Um, I think that they can man can literally just manifest out of thin air. Um, and that would make sense. Everybody says, you know, it was just right there and then it's gone. Um, they can do that. <laughs> so um, I think, I think it's interesting that slit it's like, um, maybe that is some interesting sort of portal. Right there. <clears throat> See at first I thought it had like a tail on it, but I mean, yeah, now that you say that, that yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. We have another mm -hmm. one. Let's see what we got. Oh, same one. See that? I was up on the glass because whatever went wrong with Corel, I apologize. Okay. Um, yeah, there oh, that one's super good. That's my favorite. <laughs> wow. That, that is my favorite one. Yeah. This was during a, so what they call CE5, that's just kind of like the, the coin term for you right. and humans initiating contact with them so you can do this by like meditation um often for me my routine would be i would just go out and you know initiate and, you know want to connect with them and set up my camera and that's kind of my thing um and i tell them okay i'm recording now or okay i'm taking pictures if you'd like to appear in front of the camera and then i i went up and i sat down and meditated and um, i caught that and I caught that one in three different photos, and it looks different that in each cool. photo. That is just too cool. Yeah, that's that's one of the one of the best ones. You can even see like fire underneath there, like like the propulsion on it. Yeah, there's something <laughs> something different yeah. going on with it. Sure. Wow. <laughs> and that was yeah. during the day, so you're seeing this stuff during the day and at night, right? Or is this stuff with the infrared? Yeah, no, yeah, this is during the day. Um, so at first I was doing it mostly at night. Mm -hmm. Um, and then whenever, after I realized that I could initiate contact with them and be intentional, I started going out for sunset shoots. So like every day I would grab my camera. Um, and this is how they started. Sometimes they'll, they'd appear like ships like that. Sometimes they'd appear as orbs, mm -hmm. um, and different things like that. But, um, yeah, so I, I really liked catching them. You can catch them during the day. You most definitely can. And I've instructed people to point even their cell phone at the sun. And, you know, if you ask for them to appear, I've had people that just orbs, orbs of light ships by the sun. So give it a shot. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is some neat stuff. I'm going to post a bunch of the. I'm going to post them on my, like I said, on the website. That mm -hmm. is cool. Mm -hmm. That's definitely cool. That is not an airplane, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that beam of light, that was wild. That was the one that was right in front of me. Um, can you? I don't know if you can see it. Um, but the it's so it's like the three white dots and then a beam of light comes from it. If that's the video, the same video. The video. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That that was the one that was right in front of me at that astronomy park when I awesome. I was looking around. Yeah. So I was recording that one for a while, and I'm I'm so grateful that it gave me a beam of light <laughs> because I just nothing else could have done that. So that was that was nice of them to give me that. <laughs> Okay, so we have some video. Make sure I don't have doubles of that because that would suck, wouldn't it? I did that. I knew it. That was happening. And I was doing it at the last minute. Once once I fixed Corel, I was trying yeah. to jam all these through. And there's a car coming. What are they going to do? Oh my god, they look closer than the car. <laughs> yeah, that one freaked me out because it was getting kind of close. <laughs> there was a like a group, it was a group of orbs that just joined in the field right right near me. And it, it is really interesting. Um, because if you'll zoom like zoom in on them or just kind of like watch, they behave different than anything else. Mm -hmm. Anything of ours. Mm -hmm. it, it just, they behave very differently. So, wow. Well, was the bright light one of them too, or was that the car? Because you were talking about a car coming. Yeah, yeah. This the the one that appeared and passed. That was a car. Okay. Uh, okay. So a car had. And there's a car coming. What are they gonna do? Oh my god, they look closer than the car. What gets me is to think that they're that low, too. Yeah, yeah. That one was a weird one. <laughs> it was wow. very low, and it was very close. It was in, like, this field right next to me. And I was surprised that, um, you know, like, a car, that happened, like, a couple different times, and it, like, still, like, stayed there. It was kind of, like, hovering there and didn't move. But I guess it knew the car wasn't going to probably see it, but. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Another one. Ah, oh, there's the beam. <laughs> wow. Put that again. That, that's just. Yeah. That's no military jet there. Uh -uh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I that is wow. But it is wow. Especially when I was going through these, it was like the whole time I was like, wow, look at this, look at this, look at this. <laughs> yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. And you shot that on, on your cell phone? That one, I think that one was on my cell phone, actually. That is awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of these I've caught on caught on my phone too. Wow. See, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Another one here. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first encounter ever. Um, so it kept going out of focus, um, but I kept recording. And near the end, you can you can hear it's like breaking the wind. Is that like, what that is? I thought it was the airplane. No, it was that was the that was the craft breaking wow. the wind. And then you see it. Um, you just see a white light appear, kind of in the center. And uh, after you hear the wind pick up really fast, and then it goes up, down, side to side, really quickly. <clears throat> but yeah, it took it took a second for you to be able to like see it. But that's yeah. cool. That yeah, is really cool. <laughs> I got one more here, and uh, let's see. Oh, it might be the same one. Hang on. Now I am about this. These are incredible, and like I said, you guys, I'll have I'll have more of them up on the website for people to look at. Why do you think they chose you? Mm -hmm. I think that, well, I had a camera, <laughs> was a big portion of it. Um, and finding out about something like this, I wasn't going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so, um, you know, I want to just share that with people. Um, and I also feel like I have had contact, you know, I didn't really know much about re reincarnation and things like this before um this but i believe i believe that i have had contact with these beings in other lifetimes okay so, yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. and how, how long a time period have, have you been having this contact i mean you started with covid right are you still going out at night doing this stuff so it's it's kind of evolved um where so I was like for the first like six months to a year I was like going out like every day um around this winter around Christmas I was doing um night streaming then doing live group like CE5s where we would get together on I was doing it live on TikTok I might do it on uh YouTube live too mm -hmm. um but where we'd stream the sky and then we'd, we'd get some orbs that come up and stuff um but then it got really cold so Lately, I've been more so like meditating and kind of connecting with them inside. Uh -huh. um, but now that the weather's getting better, I will definitely be back out there. And, and you know, I, I, I talk to them probably like or at least acknowledge them or connect with them in some some way every day. 
So. <laughs> so do you think that meditation's a, a big part of it? Meditation has helped so much. Yeah. Um, I wasn't meditating whenever this all started, but I was out stargazing. And whenever you're out in nature, you really get just get in tune with and you get in a relaxed state. Um, I didn't start meditating until after that golden orb had sent me a vision and I saw that lady. Then I was like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that before. I want to see more of that. So then I started meditating and began practicing meditation. And um, I encourage people to try it to, you know, you, you can, you, you may receive some vision too. You may have some cosmic family that you are connected to that uh, in meditating is a great way to connect with them. Do you think people should be afraid of them? I don't think so. I think that kind of the media or a lot of the scary movies have, you know, made a great, show out of it being very negative. And I do think it's just like with humans, there may be some, maybe not bad apples, but people who they have their own interests first. They're not, you know, you're, you know, you'd get what I'm trying to say. Their interest comes first, not yours. So I think that there are some who, who are like that, but I think a majority of them, I'd say 99% of them are very positive, very highly evolved They've got a higher level of consciousness. They understand things more. Their their science looks like magic to us. <laughs> um, and uh, they're very evolved. So we could learn a lot from them. <laughs> what do you have to say to somebody who wants to go out and do, and do this? I mean, you know, do you give encouragement? Or what tips do you have? Yeah, for sure. Stargazing is wonderful. Looking up is wonderful. If you spend like 10 minutes a night looking up in the sky, you will eventually see something. I can promise you that. <laughs> and if you set that intention out there and, you know, just put, you got to put a little bit of time and effort into it um, and just ask. Um, it seems to be that the universe is always listening and ask, believe, receive is what I've come to uh is what my experience has been with it. So spend a little bit of time looking up. You can try meditation if you'd like. Um, highly, highly recommend meditation. And uh, yeah, just getting out in nature or enjoying it. Absolutely. So when you go out, I mean, you take all, you, you take your gear out there. How long does it take to get set up and get things going? And can people do this without expensive gear? Yeah, of course. So... You can catch some things with just on your cell phone, especially if, if you if you do a daytime CE5 or daytime initiated contact with them um, and point it near the sun. That'd be a, a good tip. Just point it at the sun, ask for them to appear, and then play back the footage and see what you get. Um, so that doesn't take like hardly any time or you know, you don't have to buy anything extra. Um, for nighttime, it may be a little bit more difficult to get footage on your cell phone, but um, really the experience is just 10 out of 10. <laughs> you know, the experience is, is the best part. Um, getting photographic evidence is just kind of a, a plus, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's life-changing. It's very transformative. Um, so for me personally, going out to getting set up 
could take me like an hour if I were to set up all my camera and everything. Um, but really, you could just get binoculars, like, you know, just a pair of binoculars. Um, you don't need a fancy camera or anything. And, um, and yeah, that should be, that should be good. A blanket to lay on and then just start looking up and see what happens. <laughs> when you're looking at these craft and, you know, they start coming toward you, uh, are you looking to see what shape they are? I mean, I mean, it's, I know it's hard if, if they're up high, but I mean, like, like, like the triangular ones you saw during the day and all that, mm -hmm. are you able to make that out at night? You know, what, what shape these craft are? No. Yeah. At night, um, they look more like lights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, or they look like orbs of light. So yeah, it's definitely harder. The, the first one that I saw, um, that one was really, really close. It was like a few houses down, so I could see the whole. It was like a diamond craft with, um, with two layers of of lights right in the middle of it. Um, but besides that, a majority of the ones at night they looked like just like balls of light, color change, color changing sometimes, or like orbs or something like that. Well, like that last one, that that one that was on your porch. I mean, when the other one shows up, if it is the other one, shows up as red. I saw that. It had more mm -hmm. of a red tint to it. So mm -hmm. what colors ha have you seen, you know, as far as those go? Because, you know, normally people think about the white lights, but, but what colors have you seen? Mm -hmm. I've seen orange, seen quite a few orange ones. Um, I've seen whitish blue mm -hmm. and, and, um, and some like color changing ones where it was kind of like almost like a disco ball of different colors. I've seen quite a few like that as well. So orange, blue, white, kind of like disco ball color changing, um, kind of like twinkling, all these different colors. Um, but they can definitely come in like any any color. I've seen something like that. Mm -hmm. The disco ball? It was hovering. And it, at that time, you know, I thought about the Goodyear blimp, you know, because it used to have all those colors on it. But it mm -hmm. looked like it was rotating and it had multiple colors. Oh, I wow. Yeah. That. I must have been about like 12, but I, I remember seeing some wow. of that, you know, as a kid. Um, have you checked with your neighbors and people like in your area to see if, if they've had sightings as well, or you just want to try and keep it quiet around them? <laughs> so, um, I mean, I was loud about it at first because I was freaking out because I was like, why am I seeing so many all of a sudden? Like, I'd never seen one before in my life. And then suddenly, um, it's left and right and nobody really took me seriously. Um, uh -huh. and, but now they do because I've been able to like capture evidence of it. And, and it's just like a known fact now, like they're here, get over it. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of MUFON, it's just mutual right. UFO. Um, <clears throat> I contacted them uh -huh. and reported some of my sightings to them. Apparently I live in kind of a hot spot. Missouri's kind of a hot spot for it. Um, but they hit me back pretty quickly and they were like, your cases are very peculiar. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot. They were worried that I had been abducted. Um, cause the encounters were some so close, but, um, no, no, no abduction abduction. And, um, now that I'm finding more people who, you know, are interested in this and, and more and more people are seeing them every day. So, Right. Yeah. Same here. Were you ever? Oh, Jerry said wants to know if you were ever scared. I was a little. I was scared in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> um, but very 
And like I said, the curiosity outweighed any fear. So I just, I felt like a deep calling to want to learn more about them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when you say you haven't been abducted, that's as that's that you know of. <laughs> yeah. That I, you that know. I know of. I think, I think I have had a uh, lifelong contact though. I think I, I have seen them before. Yeah, because usually a lot of the stories that, that I know of, you know, with people that do have cost, you know, consistent contact like like you are, it's it's happened before. Mm-hmm. They don't come back. You, you know, you might even have a, you know, a, a thing inside your body where they can find you right away too, mm-hmm. which would be kind of creepy. Yeah. Um. So with with the beings that I've connected with, um, and I would just like to share this. Sure connecting with them feels like overwhelming love. Like literally I would start crying and bawling my eyes out whenever I like during like the sunset shoots, you know, I'd be taking pictures and video and and they would appear and, and I could start like sensing messages from them. Um, It just felt like overwhelming love, like a very pure unconditional love. And that's what, if you are wanting to connect with beings, you want that's the type of connection that you want. You want to have a very loving, you know, connection. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so I, I, it's not like a, a fearful thing, although I won't discount that those things aren't out, aren't out there. Right. But um, yeah, the connection that I have with them and the connection that it's a very spiritual thing. Um, very spiritual, what I'm finding. So, um, yeah, they're very, very loving, benevolent, and you just want to be specific that you want to connect with loving, benevolent beings, <laughs> and then you're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Do they have, have they um, given you any messages for us at all? Uh, yeah, well, they've been involved with humanity for a quite a while, and uh, many of these beings or many of these times that we see UFOs, they're actually somehow connected to us, somehow our star family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where that like loving, you know, just that love comes from. But, um, and things are changing on earth a lot right now. So it looks pretty chaotic and messy, but it's, it's a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Things will get better. Um, and, helping to just kind of spread awareness about all of this, help to mm-hmm. evolve the consciousness is really what I'm actively working on. Um, because then we can have world peace. We can have peace on earth. And that's what they are here to help us achieve. And part of how we do that is honestly by, by going inward and getting to know ourselves better. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously now that it's getting warmer, you're probably going to go out more mm-hmm. and do this. Um, are you going to change places or are you just going to keep, keep hanging out in the same, same spots? I might change it up a little bit here and there. There's a, I like going out by a lake. Um, and then there's a, an astronomy park I like going to. Sure. Sometimes I'll change it up and go a little bit more rural, um, a little bit, you know, deeper and darker skies but um yeah there's some spots that have been working out pretty good for me <laughs> that's awesome and, <laughs> and do you generally go out alone when you do this sometimes it's kind of like 50 50 yeah 
say about 50-50. During the daytime ones, yes. Um, sometimes nighttime one, I'm, you know, I have somebody, I have other astrophotographers with me or, you know, somebody else with me. Mm -hmm. I'd be, yeah, I'd be kind of, I'm just looking at it from my part. I'd be kind of leery about going off by myself at night to, to do something like this because who knows, yeah. you know, it, it yeah. might, might be your time to get peamed up for all you know, you know, but they seem yeah. with you that they just seem like they're, they're as curious about you as you are about them. Yeah, I think so. I feel so. Mm-hmm. And you they have never disrespected me in any way or anything like that right. either. So, right, right. Mm -hmm. And and then you know when you when they come in contact with you, I mean, is it like an instantaneous thing where it's not like you hear a distant voice and then you know you realize they're, they're in contact, or is it just like, oh wow, there's a foot, there's a picture in my head of something. Hmm. Uh. So a lot of times it can just be kind of like very instant, like mm -hmm. like just sudden information that just pops in your head. Um, so a lot of time it can be like that, uh, you know, and boosting your intuition and your, you know, your psychic senses helps you to be able to pick up on the more subtle ones. Um, but, you know, and often, or maybe I'll get like a nudge to either go outside or a nudge to close my eyes and meditate. And then, you know, then they'll start, sending me images or information that way yeah and the other thing we have to point out too with the astrophotography because i've, I've done st star trails mm -hmm. and what people don't realize with the astrophotography it's not go out and snap a picture you have to set the camera up so that you're on a long, long, long exposure right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah exactly there's astrophotography it's uh it's kind of it's one of the more tough <laughs> you know photography is out there um so yeah there's a lot that goes into it for sure i know what i used to do back in the old days you know with the um with the extra release on the camera i used to get the ones that have the uh the air the air bulb on them mm -hmm. and then what i would do is i would roll it up in my window <laughs> in my car and then i'd go have coffee and stuff in the car oh wow sit there, you know <laughs> and then awesome. after about 35 40 minutes roll the window down and that was it the shutter would close so oh, you know, wow. that's why i'm curious to know how to do it with a digital camera because I, i've never used a digital camera out you know with that with a remote thing like that mm -hmm. um what do you think is the best thing about being out there and, and being in contact with, with with whatever you're in contact with mm -hmm. they've taught me a lot they've showed me kind of a, a lot of things where you know, humanity's always been like curious about. <laughs> um, and so it's just been really enlightening. Um, and just knowing that there, you know, there's something else out there, having this deep feeling that there, there is something else out there. Mm -hmm. been, it's been very transformative and, and just a blessing to be able to actually be in the forefront of learning what that, what that truly is and what that truly means. Um, so yeah, it's been a very beautiful, beautiful experience. And you have a website with these photos, correct? Yeah. Uh, lilynovaspaceart.com. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I, I was looking at, I was looking at your site. I mean, wow. You know, the, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's, it's beautiful. That's why I want to learn to do all that stuff. I'm jealous. <laughs> but, um, you know, um, do you live alone or are you married? Um, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> what does he think of all this? So he's actually an astrophotographer too. 
Okay. Uh, but at first he didn't believe me about the uh, the the UFOs. Okay. So it took him a little bit. Now he's like, now he, now he gets it. But um, at first, yeah. But it's cool because he, so he's in love with space too. And, and he, you know, he's passionate about going out and taking all those, you know, all these astrophotography and all these other things. Um, so that's why it works out. It complements, you know, I'm out there doing my UFO thing and he's out there doing, you know, space thing. We're both doing the space thing. So it's your side gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it works out. <laughs> what do you do for a side gig, really? Oh, I take pictures of VTs. It's, it's all yeah. Great. Yeah. Has anybody yeah. ever, uh, like, like I say, I'm, I'm not trying to turn it into a joke. You know, don't, don't get the wrong idea. I just, I just, I just think it's incredible that you go out and do this. And sometimes mm-hmm. you do it alone, you know? Yeah. Um, what kind of, like, like, you know, when you've told people what you do, mm-hmm. what response have you gotten? <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of testing it out lately. <laughs> and, um, like, I told the guy at AT&T what I did. And he was like, wow, really? He was like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> and I was like, is it cool? <laughs> like, people, people are starting to open up to it. And, right. uh, yeah, so it, it's actually seems to be really exciting to people so now i'm not hiding it anymore <laughs> it's kind of like the ghost hunting trend because when i first started running my team it was a great secret you know because you were afraid to tell people because because they would think you, you know, that you're nuts oh yeah but then as the tv programs came on you know gradually people got more familiar with it and the next thing you knew oh yeah man i got stuff in my house or i just bought a meter you know i'm going to do this and so oh, like, wow. I'm thinking that the, the more this is this kind of thing is in the press, mm-hmm. the better it is for you because people are more open to it. You know, people are, are because people are more open minded right now. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you thought that one of your thoughts was that they're peaceful and, and they probably want to help us. Do you think they're already here on Earth? I think I think some of them. Yeah, I think a lot of them. I've seen ones that look very just human you couldn't really tell them apart <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so i think i i think they're like um some of these are like our cousins <laughs> okay or the hybrids we're... right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we're related to some of them <laughs> i have nightmares about that after after really? and you know get, get, get taken on the ship and there's like 10 kids that look like me yikes oh my gosh you know, know. But one yeah. of the thoughts I always had, I don't know if you've thought about this, but I mean, maybe because, you know, with the Navy and the UAPs and the government and all this, I'm thinking that somewhere along the line, they're going to admit that these things exist. Yeah. And I'm thinking, they already have, but yeah, for some reason, I'm, people still aren't listening. <laughs> and I'm thinking that they're trying to get us ready to mm-hmm. deal with it. So yeah. like, like, like you say, the ones that look more human are probably already here. They could be living next door and you don't know it. So that when this does come down and, and everything, you know, if people start believing it, your neighbor will walk out and go, well, <laughs> hi, I'm from, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it won't be as shocking because we've already been living with them, you know, in our neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going to happen. It's going to kind of gradually put us in. Because I mean, yeah, all this stuff on TV, except for like Star Trek, you know, or Star Wars, where there's friendly aliens and all this. A lot of the stuff you see on TV, you know, the movies, they're 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 bad. They're they're coming after us, like V and all those shows. And maybe that 
that, like you say, that there are some that there are some that that probably are nasty. It's like with us, you know, we we have our bad eggs in our society too. But but the majority are probably real real, real decent folks, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're trying to do is they're trying to get us all integrated to the point that that we're used to the nice ones, and you know the the bad ones will, will stay at bay or whatever. So that when it does happen and people start really awakening up to the reality that they're coming, that this that it's not going to be a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And yeah, I think it is, it's just a part of the, a part of the process and people are, yeah, people are slowly starting to wake up, wake up to it. And um, just in the past year from, if I would have told, you know, people what I was doing a year ago to now, like now people are getting excited about it. So that's good for me. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's good news. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's a good sign for sure. Do you think because, you know, they're kind of contacting you through your mind, maybe that's as far as they're going to go with you? Or do you think at some point, maybe you have to initiate it. Maybe you have to initiate saying, hey, look, I'd like to meet you in person. I have said that. (laughs) I have said that. And they were like, "Uh." (laughs) I think they told me like in the 2030s. (laughs) So, um, but I think... um, there's there's other ways that you could meet with them too um through i know it sounds strange but even through like dreams mm-hmm. um so i think i think in one way or another it's going to happen but face to face i i already asked for that and they were like uh we don't know if you're ready for that yet <laughs> but i think we'll get there one day <laughs> well that's good i mean you know you hear all these stories about like you say uh, people being abducted against their will and stuff this is mm-hmm. this sounds good for you it sounds promising yeah <laughs> that there are aliens that will do that when you're ready it's like what i'm saying is that they could be my guy the guy across the street won't as long to be one for all i know mm-hmm. you know but that's how they're integrating so I think mm-hmm. it's cool. I think I think I think what you're experiencing is really cool. Thank you. I really do. And Jerry thinks you're cool too. See, Jerry says it's cool. See. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I mean, yeah, you always think about that stuff. Just like I say, you know, you're out there with a telescope, stargazing or whatever, and you're thinking, well, one day I'm going to be out here and I'm going to see something weird. Mm-hmm. You know that I can't explain. So then, what do I do? Well, you're going to be more curious. You're going to want to go back out, see if you can see more weird stuff, and more and more and more and more. And yeah, you're like I said. I admire you. You're very brave for doing it the way you are. And uh, yeah, I just I said you you have an incredible story. Thank you so much. And I think you're so level headed, you know, and, and it's just it's it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, Thank you so much. I'm so glad you came on. I'm real excited. I was real excited to have you on tonight. And yeah. uh, like I said, if it's okay, I'm gonna touch base. Not tonight, but later on, maybe next week sometime, and talk about astrophotography because I've never yeah. done it. I never really, the only thing I've done is star trails. That's as far as I've gotten. Okay. But, uh, gotcha. I'm fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by the things. Now I'm going to be looking up more. I'll be out yeah. there more kind of thinking about the aliens coming. <laughs> That's how it starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. 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 <laughs> the other thing I always wonder too, you know, I read a lot of these things about aliens, and as a paranormal investigator, some of the stuff that people write about the when they come back to visit, just like you, I have that picture of that of that astral being that you got. Mm. 
you know, I wish I would have gotten it up. I thought I did, but I didn't. Um, but that actually looks like some of the astral beings I've gotten when I shot an infrared film. Oh, wow. You know, and it makes, it always makes me wonder now what we're exactly hunting when we go hunt for ghosts because, <sighs> you know, because it's similar. Like you hear people's reports of them coming to the walls. It gets colder, this and that and everything. And a lot of it is similar. And maybe it's because they're, 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 they're doing something with the time continuum or, or, you know, or whatever. And it's similar to what ghosts do. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe we're, maybe we're just hunting aliens and we don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that in like once it's like when this door starts opening, it opens like other weird stuff starts happening too. <laughs> I think it's just very connected, very interconnected, even like Sasquatch and ghosts and aliens. It's all connected. Sure. Um. And I think that they do. I remember thinking, and this is before, because I I was, like, I've been fascinated by paranormal stuff. I used to watch ghost adventures and mm-hmm. ghost hunters and stuff like that. And even though it, like, spooked me, I always thought it was, like, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking, after these UFOs first started coming, like, how did they just disappear and appear did they go into another dimension? And I think that they may be in, yes, other dimensions, like sure. that, the, that the ghosts or spirits or other entities or energies are in these other dimensions too. And they kind of just like crisscross over. It's really, um, sure, sure. really mind blowing. But yeah, it's very connected for sure. Very connected. Absolutely. Well, I know it's late on your end. And uh, I, I just want to thank you for coming on. And, uh, I'd love to have you on again to talk more about this stuff because it's just fascinating. And like I said, I will put uh, all those photos and videos uh, you know, uh, up on the radio site so people can see. You guys mm-hmm. can go over there and check CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com in about an hour and I'll have them up. But I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I just, I just can't thank you enough. <laughs> awesome. It was wonderful speaking with you. <laughs> all right, Lily. Well, you have a good evening, okay? Thanks. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, well, that was an interesting night, and hopefully she sits down with me and teaches me about astrophotography. I think on the Facebook side, uh, people didn't know we were on because, uh, you know, it took, it took a couple minutes before I realized something had gone wrong with uh, starting the broadcast on Facebook. But we did come on eventually, and I see some people are coming in, in the room. Kind of, kind of creepy feeling. That's how the day went. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. Tomorrow is a special night. We usually don't do a show Friday night. But tomorrow is Friday the 13th, and tomorrow is important because Na- Psychic Nancy Batts is going to come on, and she is going to do online readings with you guys, okay? So whoever comes in tomorrow for the show, come into the chat room, come up with one question. Um, she's going to do, I think, um, two three-minute readings on each person, so you got to be, like, really clear and succinct with the question you want. Or you could do something as simple as ask her, you know, Who's with you? You know, what, what deceased relative or friend is with you? you? You can ask her that question and she'll tell you. But that's what we're going to do tomorrow. So tomorrow is what I call Psychic Reading Friday. So for those of you that come in, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, that's what we're going to be doing. And we may stay on for more than an hour. So maybe an hour and a half doing that stuff. We'll see. Okay, we'll see how it goes. But uh, be sure to be here tomorrow. Um, also, I'm teaching a Ghost Hunting 101 class, and that's going to be on... Let me get my calendar out here. If I don't mess it up again. 
That's going to be on the 21st, and that uh, is going to be a two-hour class. It's, it's going to teach you how to go into any hotel, whether you're a, a regular ghost hunter or whether you're just a recreational ghost hunter. That's going to teach you how to go in and, and, and get really good results from, from your EVP so, so that you know it's not some guy down the hall talking to his wife or something. It's going to teach you all those kind of skills, you know, how to how, – how, not so much look for ghosts, but I mean the procedures that we use as a team, my California Haunts team, well, you can apply some of those procedures into just being a rec recreational ghost hunter. So if you want to learn about that stuff and be able to go out and, and show your friends, you know, take a vacation to a haunted hotel and, and do some EVP work and do some, some quick investigation work and then get some results and, and show your buddies, this is, this is the class for you. So check that out. On the 28th, we are going to do another class. I'm doing another class, Psychic Development Level 1. And what that is, is if you feel you have psychic powers or, you know, you, you want to awaken your psychic powers, this will teach you how to do that. It will also teach you how to protect yourself. And it will also, you'll also learn how you can leave, go out of body and come back into your body. All right. There's also a door involved with psychic powers. And you open the door to, to let stuff in, whether it's nice but the problem is because you open that door, you can let in bad stuff too. So I teach you how to open and close that door so you, so you can control what comes in and out of there. So if you're interested in something like that, that's something that that's something for the 28th of May. All right. Check it out at our California Haunts Meetup and just type in California Haunts Meetup and you'll go there and check all that out. Again, if you're watching from YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, there's a little ghost down at the bottom right hand corner who has a Sherlock Holmes hat on and a magnifying glass. And I'd appreciate if you subscribe because we've got more than, we got more than 240 videos over there and they're all different topics. Like last night we were talking about Bon Scott of ACDC and the night before we were talking about um, help, helping kids uh, stay out of gangs and things like that. So we like to vary what we talk about here on California Hunts Radio. So uh, I think there's a little bit of something for everybody over, over at the YouTube site. And also sometimes it's hard to find this, you know, literally for YouTube. So one of the best ways to do that is to go to CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com and the video on the front will take you to YouTube. So that's pretty much the easiest way. But if you still want to see our archives, that website also houses all our archives for the last two years. So check that out. All right. And I like to put a lot of events and stuff over there. But anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. And uh, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five people. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And also, uh, you see that ticker down on the bottom? That's so I can afford at least afford a cup of coffee. If you could, if you could find it in your heart to buy me a cup of coffee, that would be great. You can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or you can go to Venmo and just type in California Haunts because I could sure use that cup of coffee. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Don't forget, we're going to do live readings. Have a good one and see ya.